Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line, Corks 96 FM. Spoke to my next guest a, a year or two ago on the show, and I said to him he had a book in him. Indeed he has, and many books probably, but uh, the latest one has been a bit sort of tied up by COVID-19 and they didn't get an opportunity to launch it. And if we're talking a lot today about trying to motivate yourself and trying to get yourself through these rough old times. So it might be a good opportunity to bring on Enda O'Doherty. The book is about being positive and, and getting yourself through rough times because Enda, it's about your own rough times. Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Good to talk to you. It's called I'm Fine. I apologize <laughs> for the Cork accent. I'm Fine Like. Thoughts on life, addiction, <laughs> love and health. You wanted to launch it, but you couldn't. So, hence yeah. you're here. What's it about? Well, well, PJ, you know, I, we initially were heading for 700 for, for a launch. And I went to 650 to 150 to 50 to zero to the bookshops were closed. But, uh, you know, someone said to me yesterday, the book cover is, um, it's an ideal book cover for radio because the title is I'm Fine with an exclamation mark and underneath it is a picture of me screaming and I'm clearly not fine. And I suppose the, the crux of the book, exactly as you, you said there, you know, that so many t- people are under pressure at the moment. So many people will say, you know, how are you getting on? People say, I'm fine or I'm grand. And uh, the truth is that they're struggling. You know, I was listening to your piece there with Dr. Philip and, and it's so true. Like, I think there's a tidal wave of mental health issues about to hit. Ireland because so many people are experiencing anxiety, depression, so many people are are using alcohol to escape, you know, the feelings of anxiety and pressure we're under and uh, you know, I think it's a conversation, you know, we need to have as as a country that we need to say, look, in in previous times we brushed this under the table and, you know, we dealt with it by letting people take their own lives and we're, we're a better country and it's a better place now and we need to talk about it. So I suppose while the book is about, um, you know, the, the subtitle is Thoughts on Life, Addiction, Love and Health, um, it is about mental health, but it is uh, funny, upbeat, uplifting, smiley. It's it's the book. Do you know when you're, do you know when you're reading um, a book, PJ, with a cup of tea and a biscuit? I want you to have to put the biscuit and the tea down because you're laughing so hard at some of the stuff that I did or is in it. Because the book is about you. It's uh, You're a motivational speaker these days and many other things like that, but you weren't always. You were a kind of a broken fella a few years ago. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, for anyone listening to this, and I'm sure you have listeners this morning who are on their own or in a crowd and still on their own in their own thoughts and, and feeling bad and feeling in a dark place. Um, you know, at my lowest, I was drinking four bottles of whiskey a week. Um, you know, in the old, I'm a big fan of rugby and, and on the Friday night, the old Celtic League, I used to sit down and my drink was a pint glass of vodka and it got to a point that uh, a pint glass of vodka wasn't giving me the kick I needed and I, I'd often drink a bottle of cough syrup with that. Um, saying that to you now, it's, it's bizarre, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a different person. Um, you know, I told someone there recently that my, my wife would, um, do you know the good old days when you had to smuggle the wine back in through Ross Lair or ring a skiddy yeah. into, into, I had a garden shed that was, you know, full to the roof, like everyone, you know, we bought the cheap wine in France, but I, I can remember my wife would send me to the shed, DJ, and she'd say, go out and get a bottle of Chianti or whatever her, her favourite one was. And, um, I'd go out to the shed, but when I was in the shed, the first thing I'd do was open a bottle. I'd knock it on my head, a bottle of wine in 30 seconds. And Dead I'd bring off. the real bottle in. Yeah. How could you yeah. stand up after that? I mean, I like a glass of wine myself, and I've been, yeah. I've been known to polish off half a yeah. bottle in an evening, but to your, well, to your head? I suppose for anyone who's been an addict or, you know, has lived with someone who's suffering from addiction, it doesn't always make sense. I mean, now I know it's absolutely crazy. Um, I suppose the key to addiction is, is, is deception, too, in that I would have gone into the house, poured a glass of wine. My wife would say, will you have a second glass? And I'd say, no, I'm grand tonight. You know, but I, I had already had that. Um, so that's volume of alcohol you know I, I I had suicidal thoughts when I stopped drinking I was in a very very bad place but the thing you know that the whole theme of the book is this speech is that you know I'm sitting here today talking to you I've been out for a run I'm only regretting that I didn't uh, know about glory days before I went out because I would have thrown on glory days on the headset <laughs> there and listened to it but I went out for a run by the river where I live in beautiful leaves beautiful sunshine this morning here in Watford and um you know, I rang someone I care about and told them I loved them. I was up, you know, at half five and I, you know, took some some yoga, read a book. Like, I fight like hell for my happiness now because now that I have it, I value it, you know. And um, How did you get you it told, back? How did you get it back? How did you start to get it back? Because there are people struggling yeah, hard at the moment. Yeah. How do you start? You know, well, you know, a lot of people, like, I mean, you know, when people read this story and they read, like, I, 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 to raise funds for mental health charities and to open the conversation about suicide and, and depression, um, I, I, I carried a washing machine on my back for nine marathons in eight days. I walked from Belfast to Watford carrying a washing machine. And I, and I also carried the same washing machine to almost the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Now, it was, a, it was, a, <laughs> I, I have to catch myself laughing when I'm saying it to you. But the thing about that, the, the message, PJ, was a really simple, powerful message. It was I was carrying a ridiculous, stupid thing around. I was carrying a huge load. And my message to people in this book and in life is that if you're under pressure, if you're struggling, share the load, ask for help in any shape or form, talk to someone, ring a helpline, you know, go onto a website, talk to someone you care about and tell them how you're feeling because it's so important that you share the load because, you know, we're, we're talking about COVID and it's dangerous and it's, it's an awful situation that we're facing as a country financially and emotionally. But what people aren't saying at the moment is that eight to 10 people in Ireland will lose their lives to suicide this week. And that number has continued for year upon year upon year. And it, it's, I think it's time that we people did share the load. They put that load down. I suppose the, the secondary message with my washing machine was, you know, if you look out in, in, in production there and you look in at Fergal or you look at the staff around you in the building today, you know, people will 
smile, people will put the best front on. But very often people can be really, really struggling. And we all have a responsibility, you know, to, to make that phone call or make that text and say to someone, you know, are you OK? Are you really OK? You know, mm. um, it's very hard at the moment. You're like, Jesus, I'm the world's biggest hugger. I, if I met you, PJ, and when I, when I do meet you, we will have a ginormous man hug. I love an out hug and I love a good firm handshake. Um, but that distance is, is, is impacting me. Um, not spending time with good people and being around people is hard, but I think you hit the nail on the head there a few minutes ago. You know, we have to make those phone calls and make the text. And I'm not a big fan of Zoom, but it's better than being on my own. You know, it's, it's, it's something we have to do at the moment to look after mental health. Um, I think for me, you know, my mental health, and, and, and I always say to people, your mental health is so important. It's so valuable. You know, you shouldn't take your happiness for granted and hold Hope that things go well. You know, you should actively pursue activities and people and things that are going to make you feel good because it's it's, it's vital, vital to your to your existence. You know, stories like yours remind me of an old picture from my physics class. <laughs> go on, of a fulcrum. Okay, <laughs> and in the middle of it is a is a point. I'm even drawing one here. Noli Brett did this with me in physics years ago in Cree Street. Right. There's a point at which. Or maybe a moment at which you realised it's it's do something or I'm busted. Can we yeah. go to that moment, Enda? Because here you are now, full of the joys of life, <laughs> and you were also a hopeless addict, if you don't mind my saying so. Absolutely. Where in between came the moment, and how did it come? Well, you know, people people often speak about hitting rock bottom and this tra- awful tragic moment. I suppose m- my story was slightly different in that. Um, I was played. I played a, a tennis match very late one night under lights. Came home, was very stressed, and you know, loads of anxiety and and adrenaline. And I poured myself a ginormous glass of brandy and milk because I had read somewhere that you know Brendan Bean used to drink it. And I thought, well, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. So, um, but that night I had an awful night's sleep. And and the next morning, PJ, my my wife said to me, I said to my wife, I said, look, I'm done drinking. I've, I had such a bad night's sleep, and I knew I had a problem, you know, and. She, she used a lovely tone of voice that I think only married men can hear this or people in relationships. She said, oh, that's great, love, are you? And when I heard that, I knew, you know, she believed I honestly couldn't. And uh, I said, well, watch. And I started that day, um, it's almost 12 years ago, on the 10th of November, it'll be 12 years ago. And um, I didn't have a drink since. Now, the funny thing was, my real rock bottom happened in reverse because once I stopped drinking, like a lot of people listening this morning, you know, medicate with alcohol. So I had depression, I had anxiety, I had sleep disorder, I had panic attacks, but all of those were suppressed because I was drinking so much alcohol. And of course, when I did stop drinking, to be honest, that's when the wheels came off. You know, I I clearly remember sitting in my bathroom um, at four in the morning, looking out the window, waiting for the sun to rise because... Um, that's when my demons would leave me. That's when I could put on a suit and tie and go to work and smile and pretend like the book cover says I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, when 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 I approached um, when I approached Red Stipe Press, uh, who who published this and who, who you can buy it from them online. When I approached them with the idea, you know, they we had a very very long chat, and I, I said, look, this this book, you know, it's really important, and and then I could see them looking at me going, I'm sure every author says that, and I said, look. I wanted to dedicate this book to anyone who's lost family or friends uh, to suicide. 
And I also want to dedicate the book to, you know, someone who's listening this morning or someone who walks into a bookshop, picks up this book and thinks, I, I can't, I can't keep going. I can't get through this. And I want to dedicate it to them and to tell them that, you know, behind the darkest, darkest clouds, I promise you there's sunshine. There's, you know, there's always a way out. There's always goodness. You know, at, at the end of, of, of lockdown one, I was really lucky, uh, PJ, to come down and I had the best bloody holiday in Cork. I was down in, in, in the team in the Metropole and to see the energy and the fight they were putting in as a business in Cork to get through COVID was just outstanding. Outstanding people. And and, um, I'll definitely be buying my my Christmas voucher for friends in Cork from them. But even to hear you there talking about Katrina and the magic of wanting to feed people on Christmas Day and overcoming COVID... You know, it's mm. it's it's, it's all those inspiring. Little, all and those little dreams are huge things. You mentioned huge. the dark and and the dawn coming, and and yeah. it's coming up a lot that this particular lockdown is harder and going to be harder because we don't have and we had a beautiful spring magpies yeah. as big as bowling <laughs> yeah. balls to watch out the window. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Now. We're coming into the dark, the dull, the cold, awful days. There's more darkness. Darkness was your demon. There's more of it now. So how do we, how do we cope with, like me, for example, I hate the dark winter. I, just, yeah. I, just, I, I don't get depressed or anything. I just hate it. How do we, how do we deal with that? Well, I suppose. Look, I I ran the, the the you know the book originally. I wanted to call it Adventures of a Washing Machine, but I was afraid people might think it was a different kind of book. So, and there's far more in it than the two adventures with my washing machine. But like what I what I always say to people is like, you know, what I did was extreme to inspire people and and to get you know funds for mental health charities. But you don't have to do huge things to make changes in your life. You know, I mean, you know, somebody say would say to me, God, you've done Iron Man and Iron Man Sweden or Iron Man UK. God, I'd never do that. And not every is meant to do that but if your Ironman if your Kilimanjaro is 5k or 2k you go after that and you do it and when you've achieved it you go after your 3k or your 4k you know the small practical things PJ like I have pillars that I write about in the book in my life like I get up at the crack of dawn every morning um, the reason being that it means I don't need a sleeping tablet tonight um, you know, I don't go near social media or my phone for about an hour before I go to sleep so that my brain is calmer and I sleep better, you know. Um, I make sure whether I want to or not, like I really didn't feel like going exercising this morning. My gym is closed and I'm missing my friends and the coffee and the crack in the gym. But I got up and I went and I ran for 40 minutes because I know that's going to make me feel ha- happier. I think anyone who's lost their happiness is conscious, you know, and I've written about it in the book that, you know, there are practical things you can do to ensure that you look after your mental health. You know, there was a, a, a cynical old journalist asked me the other day, PJ, he says, what was your greatest achievement in life? And, and he thought I was going to say, you know, climbing Kilimanjaro with a washing machine or something like that. And, and the answer came out and it was the truth. I said to him, my greatest achievement was to surround myself with great people people who are positive, happy, people who lift me and inspire me. And, you know, if, if, if as Dr. Philip was saying there, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you the non-medical version of what he was talking about food there. If you eat junk, you'll feel junk. You know, if you eat rubbish, you'll feel rubbish. Mm. Um, if you exercise, if you sleep, um, like I'm laughing, you're talking about Glory Days, the playlist, like I could not live without music. You know, I I use music to relax me in the evening. I used music a little while ago there to make me run faster. Uh, when we're finished talking, I have to do some writing here and I'll use music to calm me and focus my brain. But it's it's about realizing what your triggers are, you know, what will cause you anxiety and stress. And it's also realizing that you're like, you know, you're a master of your own destiny. You're in control of your happiness. You're in control of your world. Like I can't stop COVID. 
I cannot control it. I can wash my hands and I can social distance and follow the regulations, but I can control how I view it and I can control, you know, its impact on me. PJ, this is an awful thing to say on ra- on radio now, but um, somebody said to me the other day, God, how do you cope with all the anxiety and around COVID, you know? And I said to this person, I said, you know, um, I said, yourself, this, this lady was married to a guy called John. And I said, if yourself and John sat down and watched it, we'd call it a romantic movie. I said, would you be surprised if it elicited chemical and physical reactions in both of you? And she started laughing and she said, oh, Jesus, probably. Yeah, why? And I said, well, why, if, why are you surprised that you feel highly anxious if you're spending hour after hour on Twitter or Instagram reading, constantly reading about, you know, this, this pandemic? Like, we need the information. We need to know what's going on. But we also need to keep living, keep laughing, keep loving, keep smiling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because if we don't, you know, I, I, I think it's it's a dark, dark future for us, you yeah. know. There's something you said about finding what is your limit. Like, you don't have to climb Kilimanjaro with a fridge on your back. If you need no. to walk around the block twice, it's like the old story about eating the elephant. How do you do it one bite at a time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll add to the elephant. I love the story about when people go on holidays to Malaysia and, and India, or they see elephants, and they're always amazed that the giant elephant is held in place by a tiny stick, you know, a little bamboo stick in the ground and a, and a piece of handmade string. And people will often say to the mahout, the, the trainer, they say, how is it possible that such a giant elephant is held in place like that? And, and the trainers will often tell them that when the elephant was a baby, that string and that stick was, was significantly, it was strong enough to, to hold him in place. But while the elephant grew, his mind didn't grow. And as people, you know, like what I've tried to say in the book is, you know, try to learn, try to improve, try to change. Um, you know, I, I'm a very happy, upbeat person, Peter, but I, like when I speak to companies or businesses, you know, one of the things I'm very, very strong on telling people is, you know, the average person listening to your show this morning lives 28,000 days. Days. That's all you get. And it doesn't matter how much lycra you own or how much quinoa you eat or how many mountains you run up and down. We're all ultimately headed the same place. So it's so vitally important that, you know, every single day you squeeze the juice out of life, you know, get as much out of each day as you can, be as happy, be as positive as you can. You know, um, I was laughing and talked before Fergal yesterday, even in his text, I could feel the stress coming down the phone because he was so busy and working so hard. And I, I sent him a message saying, <laughs> That's Fergal, my wing, man. Yeah. Breathe, breathe, because I like I know anytime I go into a radio studio, um, I have huge admiration for what what presenters do, and what researchers and producers do, because it's it's yeah. complete controlled mayhem, yeah. and nobody sees that. If you but, saw if you saw us afterwards, you'd, you'd you'd wonder how we ever do what we do. And it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to have a good delve into the book, which is called "I'm Fine: Thoughts on Life, you, Addiction, Love, and Health." And Ardardi, thank you very much, and stay well. Corks ninety six FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.